0: Kate, I am so excited about this conversation. Hey, thank you so much for having me here, Rob. It's great. This is fantastic. I don't know what sport. It says right here, it says, Kate, unknown Unknown. sport. Unknown. So
1: why am I talking to you? You are talking to me because I'm here representing the Tao of Peace Martial Arts and Life Skills School in Boness. Very cool. Yes. Okay. So I wanted to chat a little bit about the power of martial arts for Please. kids, for adults, for people.
0: Please. Let's do that. So That's tell me great. a little bit about what you guys do.
1: Absolutely. So our studio was founded about 25 years ago by right. a man named Chris Lee Smith. He's got uh, lots of experience in education, in working in schools, was a science teacher, was a phys ed teacher, and also a really great martial artist. Okay mm <laughs> And wanted to start his own studio. And so he did. He sort of cherry-picked from what he believed to be the most powerful self-defense tools, fitness tools, fun pieces of martial arts, put them together into his own curriculum, and created a school. 25 years later, it's gone gangbusters. We've got about 600 students from all walks of life Mm -hmm. all over Calgary. And when they come in our doors, we are teaching them martial arts, practical self-defense, and then a really key part of our program is life skills.
0: Okay. Martial arts fascinates me because it used to be when I grew up, that it was karate or judo or... But I'm gathering from our conversation that it's a little bit of everything here.
1: It At this particular studio, it is. Chris has created a combined martial arts system taking the strengths of a lot of different disciplines. We're relying really heavily on kenpo karate, on hapkido, on some taekwondo. And then we also... You know, because we recognize that flips and rolls and dives are really fun. Sure. Get the kids going into some acrobatics, sometimes some parkour. Okay. And a lot of weapons work where we're looking at stick fighting systems and sword fighting systems.
0: Okay. Um, Just to to set up this conversation. You yourself. Do you look at, uh, it's it's martial arts. Yes. Or is it sport? Or is it competitive? How do you view Mm -hmm. it all?
1: You know, I, for my own personal training. Yeah. I view it as all three, depending okay. on the situation. And I think the value of learning martial arts is you learn when to pull out the martial side okay. and when to pull out the artistic side okay. and when to make it a sport for fitness and for fun and then when to compete. Now, at the Dow we're a very inclusive studio. We don't enter into competition within the city. Okay. Uh, we do our best to make it a non-competitive place so that every student can come in and get something out of the program, okay. whether they have some sort of physical different ability or mm-hmm. they've got a learning ability or... Um, Or if they're just a regular kid or an incredibly gifted athletic kid, everyone can learn. And uh, and so we only have a competition or tournament once a year. So I would say at the Dow, it's a little bit less on the competitive end of things and a lot more on the martial, the arts and the fun, and the fitness. What an
0: excellent answer. Um, But I have to ask, because I am somewhat of a competitive guy, tell me about that competition (laughs) every year. What is that? Absolutely. So
1: We're actually just preparing for it right now. It's next Saturday. The Peaceful Warrior Tournament is a tournament where we get as many students who are interested to come in. They compete in point sparring, which is a very safe way to spar. There's very light contact. However, they're working on their technical skills. Mm -hmm. They do a skill demonstration, almost like an old-school pattern or kata, if you're familiar with Mm -hmm. those, that the students have created themselves. So, right now, the studio is a buzz with these six seven eight nine twelve year olds who are just trying to create something and show their skills uh, and they compete in those two events as well as some f- more fun events, like competitive kicking or sure. something that we call ninja balance, where they spin in a million different circles and then try to walk in a straight line it 's just silly and filler and fun but it's a it's an event that 's really important for our community because it's that last big push before summer yeah. where we get everybody in and everybody connected, and the students get an opportunity to, to compete where they learn to win with grace or lose with grace.
0: That's uh, – fan- uh, look, you've you got me going in so many different areas. so I want to go in this direction because you use the term – that I think all sports should adopt and all sports should should be part of, and that's life skills. So yes. tell me about life skills.
1: Please. Oh man, the life skills is the heart and soul of the program, in my opinion. That's okay. just my own personal yeah. bias. Um, Chris Lee Smith, again, the founder of the studio, has written a book called Bullyproof, and it's all about strategies. How kids come and I'm families. familiar with this book? Um, I, 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 I I've
0: heard that I've heard of this.
1: We have had bullyproofing seminars. We do our best to make sure that students and schools know that this is available to oh, them. Okay, uh, it's a resource that is it's powerful mm-hmm. it's important mm-hmm. and it helps parents coaches and kids all direct a, a child into a space where they are bullyproof because of the life skills that they have okay. so that's a big part of our program is learning assertive communication skills learning um, situational awareness skills learning to read other people mm-hmm. and then we also look at life skills in terms of balancing the mind body and spirit and so if you've got that highly athletic kid mm-hmm who maybe isn't paying attention to school, maybe they need some life skills or strategies mm-hmm. to get in that direction. And if you've got that kid who highly athletic, incredibly academic, but is suffering on the inside, because it's such a push for them to be com- you know, competitive and great in both of those things, yeah. maybe we need a little work, a little bit of work on the emotional intelligence side of things. And so we really do our best to help students promote their highest potential in all three of those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we do that, through individual intervention or coaching with the kids, and right. then also through the way that we structure our classes. In our classes, students will get between 7 and 15 minutes of what we call coaches' Corners, where all of the students in the studio come sit down with one instructor, and that instructor will either tell them a story or will um, will give them some examples or give them some practical life skills or maybe first aid and anatomy and just things that we believe that the kids should know in order to move forward as successful, empowered confident kids
0: so first of all thank you for making your coach's corner not an old man in a very bright suit yelling at you (laughs) love that yeah Um, how is that received how is that um, you know do parents Find the life skills component something that they have sought out to participate in? Or is that something that maybe they find out as a bonus of, of what they're getting?
1: I think it depends on why they come to the school. Okay. I would say that at this point, the Tao of Peace definitely has a reputation for the life skills component. And we get a lot of people walking through the door saying, you know, we've tried three or four other martial arts studios. We just don't know if it fits our kid. We're looking for more life skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And so we get them in the door that way. And I often hear about parents revisiting that story with, that they heard with their kids a couple of weeks later yeah. or parents learning from the stories. And so oftentimes when we do our coaches' corners, the whole building gets quiet mm-hmm. and parents are listening just as intently as the kids. Yeah. So it's definitely something that's, that's a real part of our program.
0: Where did that come from? How, did, how, did, how does one decide to do this? And then be, Because, again, I think it should be in all sports. Absolutely. I think there should be a component there. But I'm fascinated how it came to be.
1: You know, the the exact history of the coaches' Corners or the Philosophy Sessions is, I think, just Chris himself. It is, eh? It is. Yeah. It is. It's something that he's always believed in, to my understanding. I mm-hmm. haven't known him in those full 25 years. Sure. But I, it's just part of who he is. And the instructors that he attracts to the studio and the instructors that he builds up are very much cut from the same cloth. And so because it's important to us, we make it a priority.
0: Right, right. Uh, Kate? Tell me about your journey here. Tell me about how you came to find this.
1: Absolutely, I started training martial arts about four years ago. I was oh, not, really? okay. yes, I was not a very athletic person. Okay. I was in a high school teaching theater and English, and realized that if I wanted to teach theater and I had these grade nine students who really wanted to have fight scenes on stage, I needed to learn a little bit about that. Okay, and so I tried a free class at the Dao of Peace. I fell in love with it. After my first day, I left feeling so empowered, so strong, so challenged that I just kept going back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fast forward a couple years later and I left my teaching job so that I could teach martial arts and life skills to kids and adults full-time because I just believe in the power of it and I believe in how transformational it can be. Why? Because it pushes you to, to find your highest potential and then to keep breaking through that ceiling. Mm. And because I, I think you put it... I love weapons. I love training weapons. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, the stick fighting system. And, mm-hmm. and you put a stick in somebody's hand and you get them to hit something really hard. Mm-hmm. They start to learn what they're capable of. And I think the the martial arts, the fitness, the fun, the community aspect mm-hmm. and the life skills all into that just really, really push you to explore the depths of who you are and how you can use the best parts of you to contribute to your community.
0: You understand that a parent could hear this and go, oh, I don't know if I want to put a weapon in my child's hand. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a, uh, it's kind of an interesting concept, isn't it? Because it's not what it sounds like.
1: Absolutely. And that's the, that's the paradox of martial arts. And that's the paradox of our name even, Tao of Peace or Way of Peace, yeah. is, is we're teaching kids to strap on gloves and put on pajama pants essentially and hit each other. But really, what we're teaching them is to be confident, to be assertive, mm-hmm. and and to know that the true measure of a martial artist is learning how to not use those skills in right. a practical application. Right. It's learning how to use what we say to the little ones: use your tongue fu instead of your kung fu. Right. Yeah. Were you always an athlete? No, not at all. I swam a little bit as a kid, but that was it.
0: So you know you're an anomaly, right? You know, is well, no. I mean, there's study after study after study that says, uh, you know, young girls who aren't athletic will not be athletic later on in life and
1: that's my worry and that's my absolute worry realizing how much of my life I suffered for not being an athlete right you know my body my mind my spirit definitely all kind of deteriorating stress levels were high I wasn't sleeping Mm -hmm. and so when I started um, when I started martial arts all of that was so much better and my own personal mission is to help girls who are sort of in that same place you know keep them really into athletics and what I love about the Tao of Peace is that we'll accept every child. And so mm-hmm. a girl who might not be so athletic at the beginning can join us, have an incredibly successful journey from white belt to black belt, right, and and really work on her athletics as time goes on without feeling like she needs to be any specific way. Mm-hmm. So my hope is to take girls like that and boys like that and anybody in between on that gender spectrum sure. and just key them into martial arts and key them into being their very best.
0: Inclusion is, is really interesting to me. And I know earlier, one of the answers you brought up is, is you know, maybe kids that have difficulty, I mean, they have a learning disability sure, or, yeah. or have a physical disability. There's room for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. We're really passionate about that. We really want to make sure that the power of martial arts and the life skills that you learn through it, like assertive communication skills, mm-hmm. like confidence in who you are, mm-hmm. like setting boundaries um, and like compassion for everybody, regardless of how they're treating you. That's something that anybody can learn, and we really do believe that. And so when I say everyone's welcome in our studio, that's an incredibly true statement.
0: Wow. Uh, Kate is with us, Um, and and it's Tao of Peace? Tao of Peace. Because I would read it as Tao of Peace. Most people do. Most people do, but (laughs) it's Tao of Peace. You got it. Um, Let's deal with maybe some misconceptions, or maybe there are conceptions. Uh, In my world, one of the biggest um, phenomenons of the past decade or two decades has been the rise of, of mixed martial arts. Absolutely. Does that have a role with you is there is there is it a starting point is it a place if somebody's interested my daughter took wrestling this year and and she's now interested in martial arts is there a role for that
1: you know there is it there is definitely a role for it we tend to get more adults coming through the door who are interested in mixed martial arts Mm -hmm. and and come see what we're about and find a place that they really feel like they can land and be successful Uh, a lot of parents are sort of hesitant to throw their kids into mixed martial arts because, of course, when you see the televised sport, you see, you know, concussion, hit after hit after hit, you see bloody noses, you see lost teeth. And and parents on, you know, in general, not always parents Mm -hmm. in general don't seem to really want to send their kid down that path. Yeah. Uh, And so I think it just comes down to Mindfully crafting your classes as an instructor to make sure that the kids are learning that sport very successfully, and that you're also minimizing risk right. while understanding that this is a, a full impact sport.
0: Yeah, I, I might be asking a really easy uh, question here, but the role that that y- your uh, you know what y- your group can help with in terms of long term athlete development. Yes. I am very concerned about early specialization. I'm very concerned that we are not creating or giving kids an opportunity to become well-rounded athletes. Does the Tao of Peace have a role in long-term athlete development?
1: You know, I really believe it does, especially because we are. Um, we're, it's, it's a full contact sport, but it's a safe sport. So in terms of the in terms of the health risks associated with that early specialization, you're going to see, you know, the odd hit to the head here and there. But mm-hmm. the risk of concussion is fairly minimal, mm-hmm. depending on where the kid is at. Mm-hmm. We also really believe in ensuring that before they go into those danger zones, that they have the skills to support that. So students spend quite a long time developing those skills okay. before they put themselves into that sort of situation. Okay. We also really want to make sure that uh, martial arts is accessible to everybody and so if we have students who are martial artists and also hockey stars we really want to push them to make sure that they're holding themselves to their highest potential in both avenues Mm -hmm. and that you know their fee structure is is made appropriate for that so that they can take a couple months off to do outdoor soccer or they can take a couple months off to really focus on whatever it is they need to focus on and then there's also the balance of the fact that martial arts requires a lot of discipline we Mm -hmm. have a rather hefty curriculum and so we do ask that the students are training a minimum of two hours a week in the seasons of their life when they can dedicate that to training.
0: So there is, but, but I think you've explained it there mm-hmm. is openings for others.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Uh, um, so let's take me through the, you know, I bring my child. To you, where do they start,
1: how does it work, how often, how much, all those sort of things? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, It's a little bit different depending on the age of the child. We offer a little ninja program for students between the ages of 5 and 7. They have their full gi pants, martial arts top, they've got a white belt, and they show up and we've got about 45 minutes of class time every week Mm -hmm. where they are playing games, bonding as a community, learning the social skills required to move into our youth program Um, and keep up with the rigor and the structure required. And so it's a little bit silly and it's a little bit funny and there's a lot of skill development. It's just that sometimes the skill development looks more like here's how you line up in a straight line and here's how you give respectful responses. Sure. Uh, From seven until about 16 or 17 or maybe even 18, we have our youth program. Mm -hmm. Students in that program are moving their way through the belts. They're training hopefully twice a week. As a student uh, fulfills the skills that are required, they'll get a stripe on their belt. So we are a stripe assessment system. So your child comes in she throws consistently a great point kick or round kick she gets her stripe for that kick we start moving her on to other skills if that kind of makes sense sure it does yeah yeah Students are belted. They get, you know, our belt tests are fairly rigorous and a lot of fun. And just like in the classes where they have those coaches' corners, they also have that philosophy built into their belt test. They're a great big community event. And throughout their lifetime as a student in that youth program, they will hopefully, you know, if they're dedicated and if we manage to hook them and do our job right, Mm -hmm. they'll be supported on their journey from white belt to black belt. Okay. And then, at, you know, at 17, 18, if they're finding that, They're really loving what they do, but Mm -hmm. maybe they don't have as much time or maybe they want to shift their focus a little bit. At that point, they can move into our adult program where the adult program is focused a little bit less on the acrobatics. You know, for some students, that's not always a draw and focused a little bit more on more technical skill sets. The weapons curriculum is a little bit more fleshed out. The boxing curriculum is a little bit more fleshed out. Okay, that sort of thing. While students are training, we're asking for a minimum of two hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because that's what helps the kids keep their skills fresh enough that they can continue moving forward. Sure. yeah,
0: and for you, I mean, but obviously, there's entry points as well for adults. Right? absolutely, oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about those opportunities.
1: Yeah, I mean, an adult can walk in the door and say, "Hey, I'm interested in a class." And for every student, you are uh, we do offer a free trial class to see if this is the right fit for you. Okay, The adult comes in, rents a uniform, or I think, I'd correct myself. On the trial class, they're provided with the uniform. Can go in and, and take that class and see if that's a community that they want to be a part of, and mm-hmm. see if this version of the sport is the right version of the sport for them.
0: Okay. In terms of uh, the calendar year, I mean, when's start and when, or can you just you can jump start? In?
1: You can jump in anytime. The okay. beauty of a studio like this is that the students are frequently progressing through the belts, and so right. you start as a white belt at any time, and you just find the tribe of people that you that you train with.
0: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, tell me about this, Kate. Where does the enthusiasm come from? Because Ooh. people in martial arts, people like yourself, I mean, just to have what you have, which is just a, a true passion for this, where did where does that come from and what what breeds that?
1: Wow. Nobody's
0: ever just, yeah, I do it. I do you martial know, arts. Know, yeah, okay, that's all right. Nobody's ever, ah, it's all right. Yeah, they, yeah They're yeah. like yourself. They're very passionate about Where does that come from?
1: You know, I think it comes from defying your own expectations on a fairly regular basis it's a thrill to defy your own expectations and and to keep learning and uh, there's a little bit of game theory involved as you work your way through the belts you start to really uh go from extrinsic motivation of i want to get that next belt i want to get that next belt into this suddenly you're just in it Mm. they've tricked you by the time you reach halfway through the belts they've tricked you and now you're in it and now you're just in it to learn and grow right and i think just because there's there's this weird dichotomy of hitting someone in a face and giving them a hug at the end of class that just really makes it a fun, kind of weird, really great H- had community. Had you ever
0: hit anybody in the face? Oh gosh, before? never. So what was that never. like?
1: It was very stressful. I-, I can say that that's definitely the part of martial arts that I, still, uh, that I still struggle with from time to time is the sparring. Which
0: is harder, to get hit or to hit someone in the face?
1: Oh, definitely to hit somebody in the face
0: you you'd rather get hit than hit some i mean that's the
1: overcoming right absolutely and maybe it's just because i get hit a lot but but you know well that doesn't <laughs> sound right <laughs> it's just well i mean we we we're all working on it right yeah. and i hope
0: people understand when we're having this conversation i i i think i fully understand what you're talking about i hope people fully understand I hope what you're so talking because it is it, it, it's a, it's about you know, kind of breaking the, the whatever barrier you have. It's about Absolutely. stretching yourself beyond, isn't Absolutely. it?
1: Absolutely. And I just want to be really clear here. When I say hit people in the face, I don't mean a full out knockout punch. No, 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 I no, mean no, no, a no, tap no. in the face with very padded gloves, and it's a learning opportunity more than anything And else.
0: that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think everybody understands that, but still, it does not matter. It's it's overcoming that idea of, of you know, hit and fight and flight. Absolutely. Right? It Absolutely. really comes down to fight and flight, which it, this seems to me is what you're harnessing.
1: Absolutely. And it, it the skill to, instead of fight or flight or freeze, the skill to figure out your boundaries and set your boundaries, yeah. whether that's in a, in a situation with a coworker yeah. or a situation with another student on a group presentation at school or mm-hmm. in a sparring situation, figuring out what your space is, defending that and fighting for that is really important. And it's a life skill that a lot of people lack, a lot of adults lack, yeah. the ability to set their own boundaries and to properly communicate them. And so for me, sparring is a, is a real metaphor for that.
0: Well, it is. I mean, I, not to get off track, but I, I, I'm i a big believer in leadership, and I'm a big believer in team, and, and part of team is building consensus, and part of building consensus is the ability to debate. Part of debate is conflict and, and re- conflict resolution. Absolutely. So it seems to me you strike at the base of, of some very important concepts for all sports.
1: Absolutely. Right? We're big believers in that, very, very big yeah. believers in that, yeah. and we talk with the kids a lot about the fact that conflict is a gift rather than the fact that conflict is something to be avoided.
0: Now, I've never heard that. That is brand... I thought I heard everything. (laughs) I have never heard that. Flesh that out a bit for me.
1: Absolutely. So... I don't know. I don't know if you're aware of where kids are at these days, but generally in education teachers are talking a lot with, a lot about the A word, about anxiety. Yes. And a lot of anxiety comes from a desire to avoid conflict and the the student not knowing exactly how to do that, not knowing how to really ride out that conflict. Correct. Um and And really, conflict is a gift because conflict allows us to explore our own biases, our own opinions. Mm -hmm. It allows us to interface with somebody else, communicate well, practice those communication skills, and practice working out a conflict without ego. Mm -hmm. You know, if you bring ego into a conflict, you're looking to get hit in the face. Right. You know, at the at the basis level. Right. So it's an opportunity to practice who we are. It's an opportunity to practice being a person of honor and integrity, a person free of ego. And in that way, because it allows us to practice that, it is a gift.
0: So we do a disservice to children by b- avoiding the conflict, by, I, I by, by, so. by, by you know the helicopter parenting and things like that, or the constant reaffir- reaffirmation that you're okay. So where does failure come into all of this? Because failure is failure's a pretty important concept. Absolutely,
1: failure is a really important part of learning. Yeah. And we'd really uh, we really work on resilience with the kids mm. and resilience through failure. Yeah. And whether that looks like. Um, holding a plank position until their arms give out, mm-hmm. and that being a version of failure. Or yeah. it looks like failure in a sparring match, or failure as we are um, as we are competing. Failure in I don't know an interpersonal situation at the studio. We do our very best to coach the kids through that, mm-hmm. while also allowing them to have agency over how it goes. Mm-hmm. So we are we do not have mandated apologies at the studio. For example, I mess up, I hit you in the face a little bit too hard. You're upset about it. No instructor is ever going to come and tell me, Kate, you need to apologize to Rob. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to say that. I need my own integrity and my own honor and my, my own conflict resolution abilities to help me with that to do that for me. And so I might fail at that. I might fail at that for two years until I realize that my ego's in the way and that I need to do something about that. So we see these really powerful transformations in students. You know, you have a student in the program from yes. five years old to 18 years old. Yes. You see them fail so many times. Yes. But if they can fail in a place where they're safe, where they're loved, where they're respected, where even though they have failed, we still have a place for them. Yeah. They fail safely and they still learn from that failure.
0: So, somehow I feel like you guys are way out in front, uh, that you've jumped the curb a bit. Because what you're talking about, to me, strikes as, as the importance and essence of, of team. Of, uh, and, and what we're talking in martial arts is usually individual, but as a group. As a group, but, for sure. But there's so much that could be learned by, by team sports, but just what you're talking about. It's fascinating to me.
1: I really believe that that's where Chris and what the, the instructors at the studio have really succeeded. Yeah? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. that's Oh, boy. Um, you mentioned a word I want to ask you about, and I don't know, maybe it, it doesn't mean it. Game theory. You said game theory about five minutes ago and I was going to ask you about that. what's, what's that term?
1: Yeah, I mean it, looking at the way that we can motivate people through creating different structures you know and, and that sort of thing the way that we can the way that we can get people keyed in and mm-hmm. get people staying in and, and that's an element of game theory that I'm familiar with and I mean I didn't take this in university this mm-hmm. is just my own research mm-hmm. um, and, and just looking at the way of how consistent external motivation, like the different belts and working for the belts and the stripes on the belts, can eventually help someone shift.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, call to action. How can people find you? Who should find you? Where, should, where can they find Absolutely.
1: you? Absolutely. So our website, com, has a lot of resources. If you want to take a look, see what we're all about. We're located on Bonass Road. You can give us a call, 403-288-0000. Ask for a free class. Yeah. We are also running a couple summer camps this year that we're really mm-hmm. excited about. We've never Please. done that before. Okay. We've got a summer camp from 7 to 9-year-olds that runs from July 16th to 20th, 9 a.m. till 1 p.m., where kids are going to show up, learn martial arts. So learn a lot of those life skills uh, and there's no experience required okay. and then if you've got kids between the ages of 10 and 12 that summer camp is running july 30th till the third okay um but really do check out our website DaoOfPeace.com. follow us on instagram at dow of peace we just post their celebrations of what the kids are up to at the studio it's a really fun time, and if you've got any other any other questions, please let us know. Well, go. I just
0: want to point out, as a dumb old hockey player, that it's T-A-O, not Dow, not D-O-W. You got <laughs> so it, T-A-O. Are, so, so when people are looking... Thank you. No, no, thank you. I, I have just, I'm fascinated. I, I love, first of all, kudos to finding your way back to sport. Hey, thank uh, you. Because I think that's such an important message, and, and good for you. I mean, you seem generally just so enthusiastic about oh, something, which is... To me, the the greatest calling card one can have for for something to try. So congratulations on that.
1: Thank you very much, and thanks for having me. You
0: bet.